Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. In about a year's time, it uh, will be the law that people will be allowed to smoke marijuana, consume marijuana recreationally with no issues whatsoever as far as breaking criminal law is concerned. Now, there are those who say that this is way too early. One of them is the Premier of Manitoba, Brian Pallister. Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall agrees that it should be delayed for about a year. And we're going to be speaking with Ed Wood shortly, the founder of Driving Under the Influence of Drugs, Victim Voices. It's a North America-wide organization that is petitioning the federal government to hold off for a while on the marijuana law in order to allow the population, the the public, to understand what the dangers are of driving under the influence of drugs. So far, it appears the federal government is going to pass the legislation as it has decided to, and there are lots of voices in this country say that the debate has gone on long enough. Well, the debate ended as far as the conservatives in Alberta are concerned. It, it ended as far as forming a party is concerned, one party out of the two, as the Alberta Wild Rose and PC members decided by 95% majority to support the merger of the two political parties and become the United Conservative Party of Alberta. My guest is Brian Jean, Wild Rose leader and... Uh, the last time I spoke with you, Brian, it was after the uh, that horrid wildfire in your in your city of Fort McMurray. Before we talk about anything else, good to have you on the show. And how are things in your t- in your community today? Well, thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's always great to talk to you. Our community is not obviously uh, fully recovered. It's, we've got about three hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty homes that are in some stage of construction, and more than two thousand were destroyed. So it will take some time to rebuild and any help that we can receive from our governments instead of standing in the way would be much appreciated. But as always, uh, and as you know, oftentimes government uh, stands in the way more than giving a helping hand, and that's something we're hoping to change here in Alberta. All right. Well, we're still very concerned across this country about the well-being of the people of Fort McMurray and, of course, the well-being of the people in the, uh, in the national parks areas uh, near Banff and, and in British Columbia with the wildfires that are ongoing. Let me ask you about uh, what, what happened uh, last night. The vote, 95%, 95% plus. That's a tremendous endorsement in percentages, in numbers. Did you expect that level of support? Well, first of all, Roy, thank you to all your listeners and all, all the people in Canada that helped the people in Fort McMurray and held their hands out and supported us. I do really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart, from all the people in northern Alberta, um, to everyone in Canada that assisted us. Last night was monumental. It was a moment in history for certain here in Alberta when the two Conservative parties received such a large mandate from the membership. That clearly tells you where Alberta has gone in the last two years under the NDP and where Albertans want us to go and members. We sold 10,000 memberships in just three days, more than 24,000 in just a few months. And uh, the response was amazing and continues to be amazing by ordinary, everyday, hardworking Albertans. 
How does the uh, United Conservative Party of Alberta change the political representation for conservatives in the province of Alberta? I understand that the idea is to form one party and have a better chance of defeating the, uh, the New Democrats of Rachel Notley. But does this one party change the representation reality for conservative voters who are on a fairly wide spectrum on social issues and, and political issues? Does it change the political representation in the, in the province? I think what it does is it enables and empowers everyday Albertans to be involved in the political process. As unique as our party is from other parties, it gives tremendous influence to the membership. For instance, in this case, it took 75% of the members to decide to unite in order to have it passed. That's the kind of authority we have under the new party as well. So the members are really in charge, and I think that's going to give a tremendous amount of, of accountability to the people for their government and expectation for the government to remain transparent and continue to listen and consult with Albertans. And it's a little different than other political parties. Uh, I do think it's an amazing opportunity for Albertans to have a better voice in our government. And I do believe ultimately based upon living here my entire life uh, and being from Fort McMurray that most Albertans do have a fiscal conservative uh, hope for their government. And that means that at some time in the future, hopefully, the government will turn the corner and, and turn back the other way, and that's the expectation of Albertans, and that would be a, a government under this new United Conservative Party. Let me, uh, let me read you an email that I received, and it, it ties into a, a call from this, the same person who wrote the, the email. She was a volunteer, and she had some, uh, she had some concerns about how things went. She uh, writes, Roy, we eventually got her pins, didn't have pin numbers, uh, or pins initially, but uh, unable to vote, to vote in person would have required a drive of about an hour and a half each way. Not going to happen, particularly since we thought we were going to be able to vote online. Could not vote online because the computer system did not allow voting if you got your membership on or after July the 8th, even though a legitimate member with a PIN could not vote via the meeting uh, press 9 option because I guess we were identified as being able to vote via the Internet. The phone-in option was tried but being 249th in the queue, was an impossible position. My cousin waited on the phone for 45 minutes and then hung up because she had to go to work. In other words, the voting process was a disaster. As a systems analyst, I was appalled. Does no one believe in testing? But all that said, we were frustrated and angry because we were worried that the 75% approval for unity would be hard to obtain. In other words, all three of us wanted the result to uh, be obtained. Can hardly wait for 2019. There have been some concerns, some expressions of, uh, of frustration about how things went yesterday. What do you say to that? Well, first of all, there's no system that's perfect, but this was done by a third party, uh, independent, uh, that obviously is a professional at it, and they had a system in place, and I do think that it was tremendously successful. There's always going to be, um, you know, those those situations that happen in any type of uh, vote or movement this large. There was 24,000 votes, and in, in terms of our membership, that's about 58% of our members that voted. Um, that's a, an amazing turnout. That's more than turned out in the last provincial election. Um, and although, as some people said, they, for whatever reason, couldn't vote or weren't didn't have a membership, and oftentimes there's misunderstanding about that, we are always working to make our system better. And with a 95% uh, approval rating, we've obviously received a clear mandate, notwithstanding what uh, may have seemed like some people not being able to vote. 
and certainly we're going to address those concerns and every single time we have this type of vote we've got to get better i can certainly tell you this from other political parties that i've been involved with in the past where they have annual general meetings that people go to and there's only six or seven hundred or even a thousand people that decide on policy and constitutional changes in this particular case more than 50 percent of our membership came out and often in political parties less than 10 percent decide on many many Mm -hmm. aspects of what a political party does so i'm not ashamed at all i'm very proud of what we've done and what we've accomplished and how we've unified conservatives in this province i'm absolutely proud of that well the reason i ask the question is that you're going to be under the microscope from the from day one about what you do as uh, with the new party and what you would do as a potential uh, leader of the party or a candidate for the leadership, and by extension, a candidate for the premiership of the province of Alberta. What is it that Brian Jean brings to the political arena, brings to the unified conservative movement in Alberta that makes you the right person to be the leader of this new party? And by again, by extension, what makes you the right person to replace um, uh, Rachel Notley, I forgot her name for a second, as, as, as premier of Alberta? Well, I do have extensive experience. I've been in Alberta more than 50 years. I'm from Fort McMurray. I understand the oil and gas industry. I've been, you know, a, a parliamentarian for 10 years in Ottawa as an MP and two years as leader of the opposition here in uh, Alberta. But more importantly, I was a businessman. I've owned and operated 15 successful businesses in Western Canada. Was a litigator in the courts in Alberta for 10 years up in Fort McMurray and been a lawyer for 25 years. Just an extensive and wide variety of of background that gives me, I think, an authenticity to the job that is um, unique, but also very helpful in that we know there's going to have to be some tough decisions, some decisions uh, made relating to significant debt this this government has incurred. This NDP government by 2020 will have incurred $90 billion in debt, which is going to cost uh, Albertans at this low interest rate about $3 billion a year just to maintain the interest payments. Uh, And that's about $2,500 a family for us here in Alberta. That's a lot of money that's coming out of people's pockets that they had last year that they're not going to have in two years. You throw the carbon tax that Trudeau and Notley have put on Albertans, that's another $2,500. That's $5,000 that comes out of every single family's pockets that they had two years ago that they're not going to have next year. I can't think of anything more important than unifying Albertans and Conservatives to get these guys out of office as quickly as possible so we can turn around and start maintaining proper fiscal balance, uh, getting our house in order as far as making sure we're spending no more money than we're bringing in in revenues and making sure our public service gives us a great return on investment. Uh, These are things that are very important to Albertans, real people, real issues, really important. All right, I just have a couple of more quick questions for you, and I'm not going to come back uh, and and challenge you on anything today because I just want to hear your thoughts on the the morning after the forming of the, or at least the uh, uh, philosophical forming of the party, the actual mechanics of it are still to take place. But um, carbon tax, gone? Gone. How Roy, I, I'll just tell you right now, you know, France has rejected it. Yeah. Australia has rejected it. Australia has rejected it. And the whole world is rejecting it. Why would we make ourselves not competitive? I'm a mm-hmm. common, common sense conservative, mm-hmm. and we have to be common sense about these types of issues and look at the rest of the world who don't have a carbon tax and are not making their industries non-competitive. We have to be competitive. Uh, what are the issues that would, would divide members of this party. What do you have to overcome to make sure that 95% actually stays 
close to that number anyway, stay supportive of the party. You've got a wide range of, uh, of opinions and views and philosophical beliefs within the party. What do you do to keep everybody united? Well, I think it's about consultation, about making sure that the members are always in charge and the members have an opportunity at every single annual general meeting and any special general meetings and at the local level, at the constituency association level, to have input and to form policy and to decide on the rules of how the political party is governed. And I think if people keep their eye on the ball and what it's all about, it's it's about forming government so that we can implement our good policies and ideas and grassroots way of doing things into government. And if we can keep that focus and work as a team, I think we're going to accomplish great things here in Alberta. All right. I want to ask you about uh, the feud or what, if it actually exists between you and Derek Fildebrand, unless you want to talk about it. Um, there's no feud that exists as far as I'm aware. Uh, Derek was uh, and has been a member of our team for some period of time. And we've got 22, I consider, uh, very strong individuals that are extremely capable. And I'm, I, I'm proud to work with uh, anyone that has good fiscal conservative principles and is always doing it in the best interest of the people that we serve. But this particular issue is bigger than any one of us, and we've got to put aside our own personal egos. We have to think about Albertans and think about what's best for them, and, and we know to do that we should work together and be positive working together and think about how we can defeat the NDP um, and not uh, divide our ourselves against each other. Yeah, that's, that's critical. Brian, thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. I hope we can talk again before the before the actual vote for the leadership. Absolutely. As a person that considers himself a common-sense conservative that makes practical decisions, I would always find it very practical and common sense to speak to somebody such as you that has listeners that obviously have many family and friends in Alberta yeah. and have very many conservative ideas and principles. That's a good approach. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. There's Brian Jean. Uh, he's running for the leadership of the United Conservative Party. I really appreciate that he said good things about our listeners. That's most important to me is people who listen to this program. When we come back, driving under the influence of drugs and the new legislation that Canada is going to have in place a year from now. Don't go away.